everyone. This is another episode of Going Beyond Salvation, and this is your host, Jess Robinson. And today we are continuing to talk about the going a little bit into Leviticus. Um, It's still talking about offerings, and we've just talked about a lot of that in the last few podcasts, but one of the things that, you know, I just want to also emphasize is they start going over in our daily reading the consecration of, of Aaron and his sons. And Aaron, you know, and his sons become priests. And what it was, was when the people went to make a sacrifice, they still had to have a priest that would mediate for them. And in order for them to become a priest, they also, who were human and were sinful, had to be consecrated and set apart. And and so that ended up having to happen because Jesus hadn't come. He hadn't died on the cross. And it's different now because we have Jesus. He is our high priest that's continually interceding for us now. And so I just want to say that that's what, you know, was pretty much going on in Leviticus. So we're really not going to talk about Leviticus today. So continuing on... um, going on we'll talk about psalm 27 and just a little bit you know uh, you know you just see this continued you know theme that you know that of being set apart for the lord and choosing not to you know be evil and how it Psalm 27 is actually interesting how it does, you know, how it starts that that we don't have to fear evil because, you know, what can man do to me, you know, and and that's how we should be, you know, with the Lord is in our lives, you know, the enemy likes to come in and put fear in our lives, you know, with with other people, you know, fear with our bosses, fear with certain people in power, you know, just all this fear, you know, like the enemy likes to use that as a weapon. And we don't have anything to fear when we have the Lord in our lives. We don't have to fear. It doesn't mean that we need to be cocky or anything and think that we're, you know, invincible, but at the same time, it's like, you know, we don't have to fear evil because, you know, what can man do to us? Yes, you know, we see in persecutions or like with ISIS that people, you know, there's been Christians that are beheaded and killed. But, you know, especially Christians who are martyred, you know, now they're in heaven. So... You know, when you think about it, it's more, you know, we don't need to fear what man can do to us because, you know, we have God who is bigger and on our side, 
you know, and in situations where, you know, where we think that our faith should be deflated, you know, it, it actually is inflated when we're, when we have this relationship with the Lord and we're in his, at his table and his presence before him. And so, you know, in Psalm 27, you know, that I'm not really going to go into too much detail with Psalm 27, you know, today, but, you know, I just want to emphasize, you know, what I saw in there. And then we go into Proverbs 4. And Proverbs 4 is continually talking about wisdom, you know, and that, you know, and it's just something we have to reemphasize that we get wisdom when we are in a relationship with the Lord, we're reading the word and applying the word in our lives and making the stand that we are. And it's, it's continually guarding us and guarding our paths and making our paths straight. And so, you know, I'm not really going to go into Proverbs 4 detail wise, because I feel like we've really kind of emphasized that in the last few chapters. One of the things I do notice that's really neat in that one is it's talking about how the righteous are like the sunlight and the, the unrighteous, you know, they're, they're in, in continual darkness and stumbling in that darkness. And which, you know, you think about it, it's like it really start looking at, you know, your life and, and somebody that is walking in wickedness, that is walking in sin, in the deception of the enemy, you do see the difference, it, you know, and it doesn't make you like holier than this other person. We shouldn't compare ourselves, you know, you know, use our salvation as a comparison, you know, but observe other people's lives. And, you know, yeah, when you are serving the Lord, when you're living for the Lord, you are a light, you know, and I know that there have been times like we go, you know, when we moved to Laramie, there was just people that were drawn to me and my husband because we were, you know, we were close to the Lord, you know, back home. And there was just people drawn to us and, and they couldn't explain why, you know, and there was just so many people that were like, you're just this ray of light in our lives. And it's like, well, that's the Lord, you know, that's the Holy Spirit in our lives. And so, you know, and I've, I've watched people that, you know, I know dear and personal where they're, they're walking in sin and continue to walk in sin and, and forsake the Lord. And I just see them stumbling upon themselves and everything that they're living for is just this big old stumbling block. And so, I mean, when you're a believer, just think about that, that, you know, the Lord, his presence is on you and wherever you go in your job, in your, you know, relationship, even with your own family, and even if they don't believe, but they still, you know, you have them in your life and, you know, you're still light to them. And, you 
be that light. Let the light of Christ shine through you because he's going to work through you all the way, you know? And so that's what I really saw with Proverbs 4. And then we jump to Matthew 28. And Matthew 28 is, you know, amazing in so many ways. You know, this is Jesus being resurrected. And as I said, I was going to explain the the different, how the days worked. Because people go, okay, the math isn't right. Three days in the grave. Well, he was buried on day six. And see, they consider it doesn't matter if it was sun up to sundown in the Jewish times. A day was a day. <laughs> so he died and was buried day one. And then he was in the tomb all, all day, you know, which would be considered Saturday. You know, if you put it on the weekly calendar, he would have been in the tomb all day Saturday. So that's day two. And day three is when he rose from the grave. There you go. That's how the Jewish people considered counting days. Because their idea of counting days was different from our idea of counting days. We think of counting days as 24 hours to count as a day. They didn't back then. So that's how that works. So Jesus raises from, you know, he's, he's, he raises from the grave and there's these angels and we notice that, you know, there's, there's the two Marys that show up to the tomb and so there's no disciples. They're going to, they're, they show up to the tomb, you know, cause the Sabbath was over. So they were able to go to the tomb and these angels appear to the women and then you know telling them that Jesus has has risen from the grave and to go tell his disciples so they're they're heading off to tell their disciples and they see Jesus and this is what's cool because Jesus chooses to appear to women first and this is because in that time when or women did not have they, their testimony was not considered in, in trial. But Jesus chooses he goes beyond these these bounds and he appears to the women first. Instead of his own disciples, he appears to the women first, which means, you know, in God's eyes, you know, we, you know, there's this huge thing where, you know, men and women are pitted against each other these days. But in God's eyes, you know, in that time, especially in that time period, yes, women didn't, 
you know, the, the women in that time, their testimony wasn't even considered a trial. And he was going beyond these cultural bounds and, and saying that, you know, he, he considers a woman's testimony as equal to, to a man. And so, you know, so that's what ends up happening in, in that. And so he appears to these women and it's just amazing what happens. I mean, they're just, they're worshiping the Lord. And he just, he keeps telling them to go talk to his disciples. And we get to the end of the book of Matthew. And this is what's known as the Great Commission, where he tells them, go and make disciples of all nations, you know, baptizing in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So he gives them this commission, this great commission that, you know, when you go to, especially if you're a brand new believer, you know, you'll watch a missions convention you know missions is not just for the mormons you know people think oh missionary oh and they equivalent they equate it to mormonism it's like no you know you've got missionaries in in the assembly of god you know there's missionaries in different denominations they equate that to Mormonism, and it's like, no, it's not just Mormons that are missionaries. Now, you know, Mormons are huge on the missions, but, you know, so is Assemblies of God that I threw. But when you go to a missions convention, that verse is well known. And, and, and notice what it says, though, you know, because a lot of people, people go, oh, you know, they're so focused on converting people, and that's it. It's, it's let's just convert and continue on. That's not Jesus' demands. It's go make disciples. Yes, you know, they, there needs to be a conversion, but it's more than just that. It's disciples. It means that it's just more than just conversion. It's discipleship. And so, you know, that's a huge part with churches is not only converts, but you have to disciple them. You have to get them into the word. You have to help them in their journey with Christ. Otherwise, they're going to, you know, just give up. I mean, that's what this podcast is all about is is especially for brand new believers that are trying to figure out this book and what it's all about. You know, they need that guidance. They need that direction because they're leaving a life that, you know, a lot of them are leaving a sinful life that they saw as normal. They don't know what is right, what is wrong, what, how to pray, what, what to do in, in, in church, what communion is there and what this, you know, what Genesis is all about, what each of the Old Testament books are all about. They need that guidance. And so, you know, there's this great commission to go out. And it's not just one set of people. It's all the nations. He was sending them out to the whole world. 
at this point, you know, we've been focusing and the Old Testament focuses on the Israelites and a people that is set apart so that a Messiah could come. And now that he died on the cross and rose from the grave, he's sending out his disciples to say, hey, this salvation is not just for you guys. It's for the whole world. So, I mean, that's huge. And it's just amazing to watch what Jesus did for us. And so that's pretty much it with the book of Matthew. And so um, that's everything for today's podcast in a nutshell. Um, For the next podcast, you're going to see that it's going to say season two. And it's just because we're really getting high up in numbers with these podcast episodes so I've decided that like every so many books it's just going to be the end of a season so we're going to call this the end of season one since we got through the book of Matthew and we'll start season two tomorrow so we can just say season two episode one since we're pretty much you know up to 50 episodes here so um so that's what that's going to be all about, you know, it, is that it's, you know, we're just starting another season and continuing on. So I'm going to end in a prayer and that will be the end for this, for this podcast for, for today. And so I just want to thank you, Lord Jesus, for you know, what you did on the cross, that, Lord, you tore the veil so that we can be in your presence. And you sent your one and only Son to die on the cross. I mean, that is such love, you know, that you would want to continue to have us in your presence and to have this intimate relationship. And so, Lord, I just pray today that you will just touch everyone that lord we would just feel your love we would feel your presence that we would get excited with this great commission lord that lord we would go out wherever you need us to go and to make disciples and lord if you place it upon our heart to sow into a mission i pray that you would just put that upon our hearts strongly lord and that you would bless those who follow through in in obedience and lord we just welcome you to continue to move in our lives. We're excited about this great commission and what you're going to continue to do, that this is not the end. You know, there's still more days to come. And so, Lord, we just thank you and glorify you and magnify you. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a wonderful day, you guys.